Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to One Life Left. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, Steve Curran. Hi, I'm Simon, Simon Byron. How are you? I'm all right. Who's this with us? I'm Anne Scantlebury. Whoa. Does what she always that? come with that? Does she always come with a bed? It's <laughs> the sound of Anne teleporting. <laughs> yeah. Kind of fine this evening, Anne, weren't you? Was I? Well, a little bit. Steve, Steve seemed to think so, didn't he? He was getting all panicky. It's all a bit Steve frantic. Steve arrived after me. Oh, what, in the studio just now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was late. Yeah. Mm. Uh, how are you doing, Steve? I'm okay. I've good, had a good, good week. week. Yeah, yes. what have you been doing? Enjoyable. I've been looking after my new kittens. How, how, how are they doing? A little timid, still running away What are they called? Me. They are called Fozzy. Right. That was the name uh, given to him by the uh, people who we adopted them from. Right. And you don't have, that's not part of the deal, though, is it? No, you're allowed to rename them. Did you see that study uh, this week which said that cats do recognise their owners' voices and names, mm-hmm. but choose not to acknowledge them? <laughs> that was in The Independent this week. Isn't that excellent? That makes sense. So, Fozzie. Fozzie and Marina. How's your pet situation, Anne? Oh, it's really great. <laughs> yeah, he's adorable. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's his name? Uh, his name's Biggins. Biggins. Why is he called Biggins? Oh, he's named after Christopher Biggins because he's an older fellow with a big belly. Right. Yeah. Nice. And how are yours? Uh, mine, uh, Smudge and Dizzy, Yeah. Uh, hate us. Oh, no. And they go out of their way to show us how much they hate us. Like, they'll sleep outside our bedroom. They'll wait for us to get up just so that they can walk away from us. <laughs> They patter off, yeah, they are excellent. All You're listening there. to One Life Left. We're a radio show about cats and occasionally about video games. Actually, we're mostly about video games. So we're going to be talking about them for the next hour. We're also going to be playing some chip-tree music and we have a few features today. And we've well. got some, yeah, thankfully we've got some guests who can steer us away from the cat talk. Uh, we'd like to be, to be joined by John, creative director, and Simon, producer, uh, both from Roll7, who made Ollie Ollie. Hello. 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 How are you doing? Yes, good. Thank you. Thank you ever so much for coming on. We're going to start. We actually, um, we got a letter, which I'm not going to read during the letters section. Um, I'm going to bring it forward. It's it's, it's from a friend of the show, Dan Marshall. Keep running, Dan. Um, Who says, hello team, I understand you have the Ollie Ollie boys in the studio this week. We do. 
please give them a little X button, maybe one of those red honking game show buzzers, and make them press it just before they speak every time. <laughs> and if they forget, they don't get any points. That should teach them. Thanks. Oh, he was so nice about us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. We'll, 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 we'll explain what that is later on, shall we? We will. First, the news. on Monday the 3rd of February. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Nintendo boss Satoru Iwata has given himself a 50% pay cut in response to the company's less than good financial situation following iffy sales of the Wii U. Iwata previously took a pay cut after the 3DS's poor launch. Speaking to investors this week, Iwata also explained that he has put a small select team of developers to work on apps for smartphone devices, although he was keen to point out that that doesn't mean they're releasing Mario. They aren't that skint yet. Is that 50% of his previous... Yeah, did it go back up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, oh, I'll bring it down. Oh, also, this is only uh, up in, from February until June. So he's like, don't worry, guys, I'm taking a pay cut. Till June. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm giving myself a pay what? rise. Ah, well, the thing is, there's a lot of speculation about what Nintendo's going to do next. Maybe that demonstrates that things will get better in June when they announce their new handheld. <gasps> Maybe. What? Mm. What's it called, Simon? I don't know, people are calling it Fusion at the moment, and then uh, lots of people Fusion. wrote about it and said, uh, this is rumoured, and then other people wrote about it and said, right, there's outrageous that people are speculating, but um, apparently it's true. Okay, so it's called Fusion. No, I mean, it's not actually, it's not actually called Fusion. It is it's co- it's called it's Fusion. It's called Fusion. Oh, we call it Fusion, okay. Yeah. That must imply something. You know, you don't call a thing Fusion out of, out of luck, well, what, randomness. Why do they call the GameCube Dolphin? Because it, because they tested it on dolphins. Did they? <laughs> wow. Dolphins loved it. Wow. It was designed to go underwater. That's why it had a handle. What was the so Wii you called? Could fish it up. <laughs> the Wii was called Revolution, wasn't it? Which was a revolution. Mm. So fusion. Right. It's going to be either a fusion of things or a razor blade. <laughs> razor blade. Razor yeah, blade. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's doing in June. I think it's going to be a soldering <laughs> iron. <laughs> <laughs> Slitting his wrist is what I was oh. thinking. But uh, uh, have you heard anything about the new Nintendo console, uh, Roll Seven Boys? No, no. That, is that is that, a, mean, that is, is that a no that was or is tentative. that a... no? It's a no. I sort of lost track of Nintendo. They sort of they're not doing great at the minute. No. That's all you need to know. No. They're in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Just over there, it's easy to easy to lose track of them. They're way away, aren't they? They seem to sort of lose touch with games in general. I think. Well, don't worry. We're here to bring you back on track. <laughs> oh, not me, Nintendo. <laughs> The fully funded Bluetooth ZX Spectrum keyboard Kickstarter project has been surrounded with drama after Spectrum game developers took to the page to denounce keyboard maker Elite for failing to pay them for their games. This caused many backers to consider lowering or retracting their Kickstarter pledges. Elite has put out old Spectrum games on iOS and has contracts with the developers. Elite director Steve Wilcox admitted that the company has failed to pay developers but that it would be sorted within 28 days. Let's hope in 28 days time this doesn't go all 28 days later. Hey. Mm. Mm. 
This has been exciting, hasn't it? Did you think it was exciting? Us, I those it was... of us who love Kickstarter drama. Well, but the thing is, mo- the, the people that were that were um, talking about it the loudest didn't understand how Kickstarter works, and so that there was mm. never any doubt that that project would su- succeed because, well, it had already succeeded at that point. Yeah. So the, um, it was our friend Ed Jed who cl- Ed, Je- Ed Jeff who clarified this for me, but um, you know, as both successful Kickstarter. <laughs> I mean, you never had this problem. Though, no, of course you? not. No, because we pay. We always pay our royalties. Um, uh, to wizards. Yeah. He. Um, if a project is funded within forty-eight hours of it of its uh, closing date, it cannot not succeed. So people can adjust their pledges and cancel them, as long as by doing so, the total in the pot remains above the target. But it wasn't just about that, was it? Because actually, it never came close to going under anyway. Well, it only got 5,000 over, didn't it? It it was at some point, I think it was something like 5,000 over. We would get out of bed for that. (laughs) It finished finished like two grand over. So they they did decrease, but they didn't cross that line or it didn't come close to crossing that line anyway. But what it didn't do is have that traditional Kickstarter spike. You fought, yeah, and never you fought success. Hey, get on board because this is going to get made and you all want a really bad rubber keyboard I mean that's the weird thing about it is the Spectrum keyboard is famously bad yeah. and people people want it for nostalgia purposes but I noticed a lot of the fuss on the Kickstarter comments was can I use this to write emails is it you know a standard Bluetooth why would you want to it's it's inconvenient way of typing yeah I mean it's it, it, it's uh, it's handy if you want to um, fill the screen with Simon Byron's skill <laughs> in uh, different <laughs> colours and sounds but uh, apart from that um, yeah no it was it it was a strange end to a Kickstarter campaign. I, yeah, I, I like the idea of it. I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want one. I saw a picture of it on the page. And I thought, oh, that looks good. And then I saw the caption below that said, "This is not the actual thing. It's just a spectrum next to a laptop." All <laughs> 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 oh, oh, right. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to watch that because uh, Steve Wilcox did respond, didn't he, on yeah. Kickstarter and said that he. I mean, and I sort of understood a little bit of that. I mean, I, I don't run a software company like he does, but. He he just said, oh, I haven't done some of the paperwork. Do you remember the time we ran a company? Very briefly. And that was <laughs> really awful. Hard, wasn't I it? almost went to prison for the van man. <laughs> no, I didn't like So, uh, yeah, running a company is hard. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult to know the ins and outs, but hopefully it will be resolved. I think it's easy on the internet to assume the worst of intentions when, you know, sometimes things go wrong for things that are out of your your sight, mm. right? So let's assume he's a very good person. Yep. This is all a misunderstanding, and yep. we will all expect delivery of fake spectrum <laughs> soon. Sony is to release a new, super, slimmer, lighter PlayStation Vita model in the UK. The snappily named PCH2000 model is due to launch on the 7th of February for around £180. Stats fans, get ready. It's going to be 41 grams lighter and 3mm thinner than the original with a slightly worse screen and some curvy edges. Let's hope this model is more Seahawks and less Broncos. Go Super Bowl! Hey, Steve, did you watch Super Bowl last night? I, I did, Anne. Did you see who won? <laughs> Seattle won, didn't they? Yeah. Why, why are you so excited about this? I don't really know. I don't care. You threw yourself into it. Really though, got didn't into you, it Twitter. last night. Yeah. yeah. Why did you pick the Seahawks? Uh, so I was talking to uh, Manvir over Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and I just said, "Who should I support?" And he said, "Well, what do you like in sport?" And I said, "I don't like it. Who should I support?" <laughs> And he said you should support uh, Seattle Seahawks because their fans are harder drinkers. There well, we go. Well, Fair enough. Okay, so how does this tie into the story? Doesn't. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 
doesn't. Uh, they're releasing a new Vita, smaller. And it's it's lighter. Lighter. By 41 grams. Yeah, that's loads, can isn't you, it? Can, is it loads? Can you put it in real terms for me? Hang on. So the, the, here's a bag of Haribo. If you were to buy a gram of uh, those that, that hard drugs that you like, <laughs> how many of those lighter would it be? Well, if 40. it was a gram, it'd be 41 lighter. Right, right no, I was just trying to put it into a sort of units right, so of measurement that you understand. A bag of Haribo is 220 grams, so like some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you... A fistful of Haribo yeah. lighter. Roll, roll seven, boys. You're, um, you're obviously a Vita expert. So has, has, it, has, has the weight of the original uh, uh, piece of kit uh, held you back? Made your arms ache? Mm, don't think so. No? No. I, I mean, sort of... you are both pretty buff. <laughs> so I can't see it being a problem, but uh... especially John. Okay. Yeah. Just to clarify, I am the same width as the microphone stand in okay. <laughs> and that's but that's not the slim version of the microphone stand, is it? Hey. And, and what about the screen? Mm, not OLED. It's, it's not, it's it's not LED, OLED is it? It's, yeah, no. it's LED. Yeah. In fact, it's worse. Better. No, it's worse. Worse. It's worse. It's worse. Why is it worse? What's the O stand for? Optimum. Awesome. Yeah. Optimus. <laughs> Is Optimus. it? Optimus. Is it? Let's say it is, yeah. Optimal. Guy Cocker reviewed it for... Uh, I mean, friend of the show, Guy Cocker. One GC. Life Left's uh, One Guy, Life Guy, Guy Cocker oh, reviewed it and said um, sc- the screen's definitely worse, but he prefers it. Interesting. Sony will review it too <laughs> if you send us it in triplicate. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, the rumours are they ran out of the screens or something has happened. So, so essentially, That's no. Awkward. Essentially, the UK supply of the Vita has been. Uh, <coughs> Depleted, and that's why they've, they've they've brought it out because they're only making these in Japan or something like that. That's why I've been a bad day at the office, wouldn't it? Oh, so we're just putting together. Who's got the control sticks? Who's, <laughs> who's director of screens? <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> I'm going to take a pay cut. <laughs> Google has made some basic mini games for Google Glass to inspire developers to make games for the device. Some of the games are clearly designed to embarrass the wearer. They include. Balance, where you have to keep virtual shapes stacked on your head. Shape splitter, where you slice stuff by waving your hand in front of the camera. And tennis, where you use your actual head as a racket. One Life Left is developing a Tinder-style winking app where it's one wink for yes, two for no, and three for I really do have something in my eye. You could use each eye. you got two eyes. Left wink, right wink. Okay. Left swipe, right swipe. What happens if you blink, though? That means, uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you be doing the opposite of blinking? You'd be like, boing. <laughs> yeah, if you can make your eyes actually hit the glass, yeah. then uh, I still, wow. I still cannot believe that Google Glass is not a joke. <laughs> I still cannot believe this is an actual thing. It is, I mean, it is, isn't it? Apparently, people are. What, someone was thrown out of a cinema recently for wearing one, and so a woman got done for driving while wearing one. She was like, "You can't tell if I had it on. You, got, you don't know if I had it on. You can't tell if I had it on. You had it. Why would you wear it if you didn't have it on?" That's a good point. Also, a thing you should that, be a lawyer. I would like to know, <laughs> a prosecutor, with a Google Glass, can you get prescription Google Glass? So if you it actually wear glasses, can you just get your actual glasses? I think it's just the thing that clips on this, isn't oh, it? Is I, it? I mean, I, I don't know. No, like, because it doesn't done, exist. Haven't they just done new frames? That was like the most requested feature was Have like they? new frames for it. So people don't know that you're wearing them. Right. Yeah. But, but you still know you're wearing them. Yeah, you're just projected onto your eyeball. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that a bit of a hipster thing to do, just wear frames? Yes. That's Simon Parkin. That's, That's the hipster screen oh. of Google Glass, just yeah. frames. <laughs> That's not even a screen. Well, exactly, or just normal glasses. That's a hipster. Do you think, is this where you're going with this, Simon, that it's kind of an emperor's new clothes thing? Everyone gets given them, and they're so excited, but they think they can't work them. Yes, so, right. Oh yes, it's very good. I used it to navigate my way home. Yeah. Got a bit, got a bit lost. Nothing's on there. 
no, I'm playing a game. I'm playing a game. That's why my head's going backwards and forwards. No, you're not. Well, we, I, I, we will see it next month, won't we? GDC for it's sure. Bound to be all oh, over yeah. GDC. Well, we'll pretend to have seen it. Oh yeah, yes, it's very Simon, good. Let's pretend. Let's, Steve, let's you've pretend. got glasses, haven't you? Yeah. Well, let's. Let- should we just clip things? Has <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> anyone got a little Bluetooth thing we can put on there? And finally, after the big love-in and exchange of encouraging messages during the launch of the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, Sony and Microsoft are back to hating on each other. Microsoft is advertising a trading deal calling for people to ditch their PS3 for a $100 credit towards the purchase of an Xbox One. Sadly, the show of rivalry is limited to the US, Canada and Puerto Rico, so the rest of the world can't benefit from this dig. We hope this escalates to the point where Sony are giving away free PS4s to anybody willing to put their Xbox One in a guillotine and mount its remains on a spike in the Tower of London. I mean, you saw Sony's response this right it wasn't sony's response wasn't it no it was not mocked up from neo gaff okay. sadly okay because it was very good it was such an elegant response that it was almost as if microsoft's original campaign had been designed to set that up uh so just to fill uh Annen, it does do you read neo gaff you, or your no, scanters there with a Z, that, you? but i knew that that was not from sony so it didn't include it in the news right uh they the reply was supposedly uh, or save yourself a hundred dollars and buy a playstation 4 instead of an xbox one which is good. Simple. That's great. Yeah. yeah, it seemed a bit spiteful, didn't it? I mean, Microsoft need to be a little bit careful, don't they, these days? Because if they're not encouraging you to, and they, and what, what was the phrasing? Was it trash your your, your ditch it? Ditch it. Ditch your your, your, your PlayStation Three. Um, but it wasn't. Couldn't you ditch your three sixty as well? It was both of them. I think it just said PS Three. I mean, you can't. It, you could. Microsoft said, you, yeah, but you can also trade in your Xbox 360. Oh, but it, did, but it <laughs> did not say that. that. <laughs> right. It didn't say it. Right. That's not what you're doing the advert for, is it? No. Yeah, and then they, they've also um, pulled out that YouTube endorsement thing, haven't they? Did we talk about this last week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, they're, they are being bad again, aren't they? Bad old Microsoft. Mm. But it's the way to publicity, isn't it, Simon? So you well, know, I'm certainly going to go and buy an Xbox One immediately <laughs> after this. You behave badly, you get the attention. Do you think people, so? Well, people like a little bit of edginess, and Microsoft are considered anti-edgy, aren't they? But do, do people like nastiness? This, this sort of it's is a, a bit... Uh, people like it when people are cheeky, when there's a little kind of like... Oh, go on, just come... That's clearly that what they're targeting but it, here. But like, it seems a little bit more... I don't know... A little undercurrent of nastiness there. Interesting. Uh, maybe, the reason I'm thinking is maybe we could stand as a radio show to do some of that kind of publicity ourselves. Trade in your podcasts for a discount oh, yeah. on One Life Left. Yeah, delete Guy Cocker. <laughs> We're not saying you should. It's up to you, isn't you it? You could. Yeah. could do. You could delete other podcasts, but... In this advert, that's the one we're interested in. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Is that it, Anne? That's it. Thanks. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show on the best radio station in the world, and we're still trying to work out how to get us and this station more listeners. Started off talking about cats, which has done well for the internet, hasn't it? Yeah, we are uh, stats are in. We're up on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus That's good. five points. Excellent. Hopefully we'll be up on FM as well, because it's important that we distinguish from the other podcasts. Exactly. We're an FM radio show. So, uh, this is... What is this? This is Mr. Beep and Hyper Velocity Stars. It's from chipmusic.org. Uh, we'll be playing some more music later on in the show. But first, we didn't just uh, bring them in to laugh at uh, our news jokes. You're here for a purpose, aren't you, John and Simon? Yes. Uh, Steve, you need to turn the, the microphones up. You, you did ask me to remind you. Sorry, mic five. Yes. Got two guests. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you're, you for having you're, us. You're the guys. Is it, so how many of you are at Roll7? I think we've actually hit the magic seven now. Have you? Excellent. Yes. So you're gonna, you're gonna. You can't employ anyone else. Yeah, no. No, no matter what that's happens, it. that's it now. However big you get, you're just gonna have to work yep. harder. Yeah. Uh, so you're behind uh, Ollie Ollie, and you, you mentioned that you did a game before that. Was it to, something about escape? Uh, gets to the exit. Gets to the exit. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it bombed massively. It. Yeah. But but Ollie Ollie is doing very well, isn't it? Apparently. Yeah. For the minute. <laughs> for the minute. Thank you, everyone. We should explain <laughs> what it is. Uh, it's a um, it's it's a side scrolling endless skater, that'd be a way of describing it. Yes. So to sort of throw a whole bunch of other games to describe it, I guess it's Tony Hawk's meets Cannibal and Super Meat Boy. That sounds much better than how I just uh, I'm pretty sure that's how I described it. it last week on the show. Yeah, yeah, I totally stole it. Okay, <laughs> stick that on your box. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a it's available exclusively on the Vita. Yeah, and uh, so first uh, first Sony game then, was it? Yeah, it was our first foray. Okay, so how did that go? Um, it, it was it was good. They were amazing. Why did um, you... So was it was it them that um, encouraged you to put it on Vita first, or was that a choice that you guys made? I think we, uh, we took uh, a sort of prototype to them back in... Where are we, John? August 2012. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I think they, they sort of they had a look at the prototype and said, "This looks cool." It was a Shahid, right? Uh, and he said, "Yeah, this looks cool." Um, Funnily enough, they it? looked at a lot of other prototypes we showed them first. And they said <laughs> they, they didn't look cool. <laughs> those are crap. Don't 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 do anything with those. Uh, and yeah, so they said, "How about putting it on Vita?" And uh, we sort of went back in back to our studio and had a little look at the Vita and said, "Oh, hang on, this is cool." And the control. Sort of scheme would work really well for the game. Yeah, having sticks made all the difference. Right. I think. So, 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 what formats could it have been on? Uh, the original prototype was on iOS. Okay. So it's kind of like swiping and tapping the screen. Um, and then when we thought about sticks, it was like, oh, we could do so many more tricks and give you so much more control. Right. So it was it was a game that I um, it was one of those games. Uh, although it hasn't turned out to be one of those games uh, that I saw a lot of people talking about all of a sudden so everyone was saying how this was the best game I saw um, uh, uh, the pocket gamer chaps saying game of the year uh, and this was before it came out something like that and I thought I bet this is going to be one um, sorry I should should explain because you haven't listened to the show before but usually when that happens it happens with (laughs) games that I end up hating (laughs) so I was a bit I was a bit concerned but Steve tells me that uh, I mean I haven't had the chance to play it myself yet but uh, Steve has been uh, banging on about it as well so what what is it about it that you think has given it such good word of mouth oh word of mouth I think we really have to give credit to uh, the gentleman that's that's not actually here tonight due to being rather ill. Right. Uh, Tom, who kind of 
went around and jammed a Vita into everyone's face that he could possibly find in the games press and the games industry and okay. go, please play our game, check right. this out. I think it sits in a really, really interesting space. The way you sort of compared it to Cannibal and Super Meat Boy just then, um, Super Meat Boy is obviously a super hardcore <laughs> game. Mm. And Cannibal appeals to the hardcore, but is also effectively an endless runner, the first yeah. endless runner and kind of the most casual game there is. It's just tapping to jump over. So... Oli Oli sits exactly in that sweet spot where you can look at it and it's you know it's a hardcore skating game and it's you know simple interactions though that appeal to everyone. You get it very very simply, and also there's been there hasn't been a good skating game for ages since sort of Tony Hawk's was mind dry. Uh, so I think it's fallen at the right time as well. So how did you um, so you were going to do it on iOS? So how did it how, how did it change? The first thing is is sticks make more stunts or I mean like could it have turned into a different game? Ooh, interesting. Um, I think it did become a different game, to be honest. Actually, when we did the iOS version, it was still an infinite runner. Right. Um, Or at least due to bad programming, it wasn't infinite. It ran out of memory and crashed (laughs) after a certain amount of time. Um, But yeah, then when we actually started building it, we kind of realized that uh, with all the combo system and the tricks, it made more sense for it to be these levels that you could kind of learn and like get your head around and and work out the best line and the best possible tricks you could do across that level rather than it being this thing that just threw random stuff at you and you tried to react right are you any good at it steve i'm okay okay at it i i'm you know it's uh it's one of those games that compels you to keep playing and to get all of the um all of the stars. So there are, there are, uh, there are you know, uh, secret, not secret, there are missions on each level, five missions on each level. And it's kind of a war of attrition. Like, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't get it, like the first time, then you will keep playing it until you do. So I have a lot of stars, but I've also sunk an awful lot of time into the game. So I have no idea whether I'm good at it or just persistent. Um, it, is, it is quite interesting how the sort of dynamic shifts from a points attack game, which I find really compelling... Uh, and also sometimes to, from that to a puzzle game where you're just trying to work sure. out how to navigate either to the end of the level or to complete the task that it's offering you, you know, to pick up this star or to uh, not do any grinds. I think that's really, really clever use of the environments. There's, there's, there's been a lot of chat uh, on Twitter recently about uh, how evil free-to-play is. Did you ever think of making this one? Like, If you're going to go on iOS, iOS, was it...? Yeah, I think um, it's, a really, it's a really tough one for us because... Essentially, with with it, you've got a really captive audience. But if you go onto mobile, really, the expectation on on Android is it's better be free, right. mm. you know. And like, if you're looking to do anything in in somewhere like China or like that, you know, they expect it to be free. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like for us to even consider making sort of a version of this for for mobile, it would have to be totally re-engineered. I think. Right. But I think there's also that element of, as you said, there's a there's quite a balance of frustration against just wanting to beat the thing um whereas on mobile once i get frustrated i tend to just delete it right um, yeah, yeah yeah which and maybe doesn't quite fit else. the dynamic yeah, yeah. of how it works it's hard to see how a game as simple as this where, where sort of the appeal is the simplicity would fit into the free to play model beyond saying okay you can play the first 10 levels and collect you know grind to get energy and then you'll unlock more levels but that sort of uh, that sort of free to play model is kind of more demo and then buy extra level packs right. uh, there are smarter smart, not smarter more evil ways of doing it I guess I hinted at them with the energy there but it's <laughs> <laughs> I think we're probably I think everyone who enjoys Oli Oli is probably glad that you went the route 
that you did. Yeah, yeah. So it's out um, and uh, it's doing well. So what what does that mean for the studio now? What's what what are you currently working on? We're currently working on actually being able to eat now, which is <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we're uh, um, we can't really talk about the current projects that we're working. on. Yeah, you on. can. You on the radio? Uh, <laughs> but you are working on something. We are working on something. What colour is it? It's multicoloured. It's neon colours currently. Yeah, right. neon, neon, neon palettes. Neon, neon palettes. Any dominant shade in the? Neon there's, there's quite a lot of pink in there. Ooh. Interesting. So you you mentioned about being able to eat. Was that because you were like you were worried about the success of this, so you didn't have any money coming in? Is that is that is that right? Yeah. I mean, so we, it, we had. Was a, it a risk? Yeah, it was a big risk for us. We 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 basically used to run a digital agency, uh, and we've we were running it since two thousand and eight. Uh, and we used to make games for other people. We did marketing campaigns for the Home Office and stuff like that. And then <sighs> that's a tough job. We uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> and then we then we sort of thought, do you know what? We really like making games, so let's just do that. So we shut the agency down and uh, and focused one hundred percent on this game. And if this failed, then we were out right. on our. Well, yeah, posterior streets. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Are we are we likely to see it on any other formats? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes, we're cool. just working that out. Excellent. Good stuff. Well, thanks for coming in. You're going to stick around. What are we doing now, Steve? Local news. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Protests are still taking place regarding the decision to ban PlayStation athletes from the Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics Games. The Games are due to take place in the Russian city of Sochi. A representative for Sochi, the T-shaped block from Tetris, said that whilst they had nothing against athletes of the PlayStation persuasion, they felt that such behaviour should be kept hidden from children. Other countries have reacted angrily to the ban, with America designing their ski helmets to look like the wipeout craft, Germany refusing to shave in order to resemble Crash Bandicoot, and some French bobslayers have chopped off a finger, apparently to be like that bloke from Heavy Rain, but it could be down to some drunken hijinks. One act who was originally booked to play at the closing event, the hip-hop star Parappa the Rapper, has already pulled out and more are likely to follow. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Monomania and Blue. It's one of my favourite chip tunes for ages. Love them all, but this is excellent. It's nice. I like the way it sort of stopped and then you came in. You've been practicing that at home all day. We're a professional radio show, Simon. So, no, you're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a natural skill that you've got there. Instinct. Instinct. Right. One thing we did forget to do was explain the Push X stuff. That's true. 
that's true. We should do that now. So, um, why is Dan Marshall insistent on making you press a button before you talk? Um, <laughs> I'm <mic'd> up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, in Ollie Ollie, every time you're about to hit the floor, you have to press the X button or you lose all of your points. Wow. So you can build up a massive combo. And then when you touch the ground, if you press X at the wrong time, you end up getting about three points. That's pretty neat. So yeah, it's a, it's a risk-reward thing. It feels really good when you get it right, and then the rest of the time, <laughs> it makes you want to throw the veto. The first 20 minutes or so, that's longer of Oli Oli, is spent forgetting to press X. Every time you... Because you're learning other skills, and they tend to push out the basic ones out of your head. So you remember to press R1 to spin, or, or, or you know press up to grind, or whatever. And this time, you forget to press X again and again and again. But Dan Marshall serious about that what did you say um, you, you said you'd only re- you'd only respond to that question if what if he follows me back on Twitter Dan which I thought that was very brave of you to bring that up because um, when we were sat upstairs oh. it transpires that we all sat around and then you and then you went oh you're Anne Scantleberry Anne rather than us and I was like you were like yeah well, and you, I follow you on Twitter and then you, you didn't have that same reaction with Steve and I <laughs> I know Right, so we're not going to let you out of here until you start following us on Twitter. You can't make Twitter following a hostage situation. I think you Simon. can. You can. Let's do it's a unique new scenario. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, letters. Email messages and What has he started following you? Has he? No, no, he just, just really likes that jingle. <laughs> really tickled me. <laughs> Dear respected One Lives and Super Guest Special. Wow. Curious English. Greetings, it says in all caps. Permit me to inform you of my desire of going into business relationship with you. I heard that you were interested in obtaining rights to Chucky Egg, Glorious 10-Bits, video games, 80s, 90s. I'm Wumi Abdul, the only daughter of the late Mr. and Mrs. George Chucky. My father was inspiration of Egg Game and owned all rights and loyalties. (laughs) I have make new Chucky Egg, Glorious Memory, George. (laughs) (laughs) But we have no internet in Nigeria and can only post cannot post to interested publisher mighty electronic arts of canada usa i will give you 50 percent rights to chucky name but i must get floppy disk of code to you please send 500 pounds for wheel greasings via western union to facilitate long happy partnership your very good long listener wumi abdul wow thanks wumi. are we gonna do that i guess we'll look into it maybe we should kickstart raising that 500 quid so we can make our very own chucky egg game uh, ben Hall writes, no subject. Um, he says, uh, hello team and possibly plus a super special guest. Was listening to last week's show. I found out that my best friend in the world used to go to school with Guy Cocker in Filey. This put me in a quandary. You know how there's that old dilemma of if you could kill Hitler when he was an innocent child, would you do it? Well, my friend is now living... <laughs> sorry, well, my friend is now living, but that's... Uh, but... Uh, sorry, my friend is now living that, but with much more at stake. <laughs> just imagine if I went back, and told my, went back in time and told my friend that if they just pushed Guy off the cliff face above the mini golf course on a school outing, then it could mean that One Life Left won the 2013 Games Media Award. <laughs> what would you do? I suppose I already know what Anne's response would be as she has formed for pushing brackets and killing. But what about the rest of the team? Cheerio, Ben. <laughs> I thought Guy was excellent last week. I thought he was was brilliant. And if we'd pushed him off, we wouldn't have had him on last week. But, but, But. outside of that, the moral question still remains. And I think what you have to say is, if you were to push Guy Cocker at the mini-golf course, even as an innocent child, someone would only grow up to take Guy Cocker's place. Of course, of course. And they could be worse. Or equally as bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, so I, I think the answer is we would stick with what you know. Yeah, stick with. Uh, and don't push children off cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> that's our advice to you. But what you choose to do, that's your that's own business. Up to you. uh, dear team and special guest Anne, did you get a perm? I want one too. <laughs> This was a very <laughs> specific letter. Did you? No, I didn't. You can tell I didn't. I didn't. I did dye my hair red, though, so maybe do that. Um, also, uh, please, can you? Can any of you recommend somewhere similar to the Trocadero that isn't as sad and lonely as the Trocadero? I tried to take my partner there as a lovely date, but the escalators weren't even on. With love, uh, Catty. Uh, yeah, what's that place that we went to before? The Namco... Namco Arcade yeah, on the South Bank. Is that still it going? It is still going. Still, yeah, it's still going. Still, still good. Functional. Okay. Recommend that. Trocadero is sad, though, isn't it? We'll go to Loading Bar just up the road. Loading, Loading Bar's well, yeah. good, too. Yeah. Why don't you take us there? Yeah. Yeah, and then we can take go and get perms together. <laughs> oh, that would be lovely. <laughs> John. Uh, dear team and special guest... Oh, sorry, this is from John Maynard. Dear team and special guest, assuming you haven't done this to death during Anne's news section, I've come up with a great idea for a letter for your show. I'll email it to you next week, or you can pay £5 to unlock the idea now. What do you think? Very good. How do we get the money to him? Actually, if we did do that now, he would have to get it to us now, wouldn't he? Could be a stretch goal on the Kickstarter. Ah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good idea. We'll add it to our Kickstarter. Good. That's added to the fuel for the free-to-play fire. Any more letters? No, that's it. That's it. We had good letters responses. We did, thanks very much. And you all behaved yourself on Twitter. Somebody said, oh, I was going to post a picture of a lettuce. But they did Because it sounds a bit like letter. And then they didn't, yeah, and I was very proud of them. well done. And I forgot the the name of the guy that grasped me up to the Gone Home uh, guys. (gasps) Because he was crying about that. And I was like, well, I'm going to name you this this, this time. I will do. He was delighted to have been referenced as the person who told tales. New Twitter said, I might might want to follow Fulbright. I thought, no, I do not. (laughs) Maybe... Twitter listens. You know, this week, so I should turn off the letters for this bit. Uh, this week, we've been sorting out our GDC yes. spreadsheet. Yeah, we have. Uh, and our GDC spreadsheet contains all the names of all the people who we want to talk to at GDC. We're going to be doing five shows from over there. Did you see Steve Gaynor's name is on there? I did see that, yeah. I'd like to get him and Jonathan Blow on the same show. Okay. And one other person whose name I'll tell you after the show. (laughs) But you might be able to guess who that could be. (laughs) If you have any guesses at who Simon's secret nemesis is, please email. Team at OneLifeLeft.com Simon Officer Update. After over three years floating in deep space, this human specimen was eventually recovered from a damaged escape capsule. The human male has since returned to active duty. The captain has summoned him urgently. Science officer's audio log. So I get called in for a special meeting, and the captain tells me that things have changed a little since I was last in circulation. In order to hit his crew readiness benchmarks, i got to undergo compulsory media training. Media training? When am I ever going to talk to the media? We're about a thousand parsecs from the nearest civilian space hub. And besides, when a stranger sticks a mic in my face, my first instinct is to flip a finger, not run my mouth off. No, says the captain. Under no circumstances will you ever be speaking to the media. We just need to update your format training. When it comes to audiologues, you're my guy, the best. That's what he said. I ain't gilding the lily or blowing my own ringtone. But, he added... There was a lot of format diversification while you were out there, floating amongst the ineffable. So the captain laid it out for me. Hey, I know audio logs, but now we got data crystals, 
Apple chips, vid swipes, yellowgrams, knowledge chimes, phonic screwdrivers, amygdala ding-dongs, earwigs, brain slaps, squawk boxes, download dumps, a neural fingering, and some sort of granular storage medium that you snort in order to taste the data. I know, I know, it's a lot to take in, says the captain. No problemo, I say. <laughs> when do we start? Science officer, out! Legacy and Raid. Uh, it's another piece of chip tune music. Anne. Hiya. What are you doing? I yeah. was just. <laughs> I was just clicking a pen against okay. my. Hand. You seem to have zoned out. Sorry. For a moment. Just for a second. That's I'm back. Okay. okay, back in the room. Hi. Brain games. Yeah, was it the phrase neural fingering that. <laughs> that was um, it. That's that all I was thinking out. of. <laughs> Which Imagine. Was, what does it even mean? I don't know, well, but it doesn't some, sound okay. We had some guests who could talk about this sort of thing. Wait a minute. Hold oh. on. We're not new. Is, is, is there such a thing as neural fingering? Um, <laughs> maybe. Well. We, uh, we, used to, we used to work with some brain... Well, what are they called? Electroencephalogram technology that right. could read brain waves and let you control a computer with them. Literally not the first time I've heard that word today. Really? Yeah. Because I was almost about to say that's the first time I've heard that word. Right, wow. What, yeah. have, you, what have you been doing? Books. Um, yeah, so you casually dropped uh, whilst we were listening to the previous uh, tune that you've made games that are controlled by your mind. Yeah, yes. that you can finger your frontal lobes. <laughs> you back off, will you? Unless everybody <laughs> just met you. <laughs> um, so, surely that's crackpot. You actually made games that you could con- that were controlled by thought alone. Yeah, we still get very, very small royalty checks from a company in San Jose. Wow. Yeah. So what? So. What can you do with your mind? <laughs> how, how does this? How does this work? Essentially, it reads alpha, beta, gamma, delta, brain waves. Essentially, what we're saying is we don't actually okay. know how it works. No, no, I want to hear this. And it takes them, and it goes through a magical super algorithm that we don't know how it works. Uh, that is NeuroSky's IP, and we take that and we make games with it. So either you concentrate loads. Uh, or you relax loads, or you do a mixture of the both, and no one knows how to do any of them, uh, and it controls elements of a game. So yeah, what? I saw something like this uh, a few years ago, which was a game of Pong, or air yeah. hockey, more yeah. like. You had yeah. to sort of relax. If you relaxed, then you pushed the puck towards them. Yeah. But obviously that would stress you out, maybe, because you 
think you were about to win and then it would come back towards you. Right. Did you play it? I didn't, know. Okay. But actually, so what, so what, what sort of games did, did you make? That? We made, uh, I think we made a game called Airhead, which was featured on the Gadget Show. Uh, wait, wait, wait. How apt. It's the Gadget Show, Jason Bradbury. Bra- yeah. Bra- yeah. Bra- yeah. yeah. Sorry, we, can't mention that. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, yeah, Sorry. You, He's on the list. Yeah. Oh. Well, basically, um, he, he said that he was going to be a guest on our show and then didn't come on. I mean, mm. yeah, so... It doesn't take lots to get on our list. <laughs> exactly. For example, if you have not heard of the games that Simon and I have been working <laughs> on, <laughs> Carrier Cards or Greedy Wizards, you might find, you know, you might just see Simon writing something down. Yeah. Uh, we just, we're off the list now, aren't we? You are off the list currently. That's off okay. the list because you're on the show. Exactly. As yeah. soon as we leave. <laughs> so sorry. So, so sorry. Uh, we shouldn't get bogged down our own in jokes. Uh, although we have made a radio career out of it. Um, so, uh, what did you do in these games? Uh, so, well, John, you, you, you did it. You, you made. Them. Okay. Well, so um, I guess the easiest one we made one called Invaders Reloaded, which was basically Space Invaders. Except the more you concentrated, the more awesome lasers your ship <laughs> fired at all the baddies. And Isn't if you didn't concentrate, just doing that. Yeah, like kind of. So, like, so you would have those uh, like electrode things putty to your head. Is that is that? No, how? no. All part of their thing was that it was dry sensors, so mm. you didn't have to like do all this saline solution and like okay. gaffer non-invasive tape and dry bio sensors. That's the one. <laughs> there we go. I'm just slipping these onto you what? now. So <laughs> before I put the invasive body for sensors, I'd like to do. You. I'd like to do a radio experiment okay. with all our listeners right now. So what I want people to do right now is concentrate. Just concentrate. Are you knitting your eyebrows and squinting yeah. a little? Because if so, I think there's an easy way we could detect this. Yeah. Is Guy Cocker still standing up? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay, we've learned about brain games and neural fingering. Right. So why did you stop doing that? Because uh, we made about £3.50 out of it. Right. Oh... There's not a lot of money in brains, is there? It wasn't just that. It was when you were like, well, how do you concentrate? Yeah. Yeah, that was mainly the problem. Okay. <laughs> what would your advice be then? If you're told to concentrate, what? Like, Squint. What do you oh, think? Squint of? your eyes. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but a brain sensor can't look at my face, can it, thankfully? So it wouldn't know whether I was squinting or not. But, you know our Google Glass app... Right. If we just put a camera looking inwards that detected whether you were squinting Thinking. or not, yeah. what we could about. What, that. What, 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 so what would you think about when you're told to concentrate? I'd just stare blankly at the screen and it would work. Well, to be honest, like, it, it worked very sound, differently. That sounds like from, the opposite of concentration, yeah. that does. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the, yeah, the, the demise. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Keen to play these. Reviews. <laughs> Who has played a video game? I have. Go on then, Simon. I have been, this week I've been playing Splinter Cell Blacklist. Okay. Didn't expect to hear that, Anne, did you? No. Actually, maybe you did. I did, because I've been following you on well, Twitter. Yeah, maybe our guests yeah. won't so, uh, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> this is news to you. Um, yeah, uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist uh, sees Sam Fisher being voiced by someone who's not Michael Ironside um, reprise his role as the world's coolest man. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's made by Ubisoft Toronto and... Um, 
I think Ubisoft are really getting into a rhythm with their games. They're, they're highly polished. Um, they are broadening what you do. Splinter Cell's come a long way from the original idea. And yeah, it's like the coolest episode of the coolest TV show you've ever seen. It starts off with um, a shadowy organisation attacking an American airbase and Sam Fisher and his colleague just get out. And then it turns into, you know how in um, XCOM, Enemy Unknown or Enemy Within, you get a base and then you travel around the world. Well, in this, you get to do that. But instead of uh, picking a location and then landing and, and going through a series of turn-based moves, this one, you stab men and you can kill dogs uh, and uh, there are explosions and it's brilliant. Um, yeah, and it's just really so well put together. Um, the soundtrack is, uh, like, just keeps things moving. Like I say, I've never wanted to be a man as much as I wanted to be Sam Fisher in Splinter Cell Blacklist. I Not think, even Batman. Well, I think I might like him more than Batman and Solid Snake. What? Not together, obviously, okay. because that still remains a dream. But, um, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, until you try and play it offline. Oh. Yeah, so I spent uh, seven hours playing it yesterday. Seven hours or so. Um, really, really enjoying it. <clears throat> and I, I didn't sleep well last night. I, I genuinely think it was because I was playing this right up until bedtime. And I had to leave it where I've got ten minutes to stop the poison being put in the water pumps, right? I know. And, they, yeah, and they've got the big uh, guards there. You have to shoot the hats off them first and stuff. But I know. <laughs> I know, right? So I was, I was looking forward to playing it on the train on the, on the, uh, on the way in. And, uh, yeah, loaded it up. Uh, and because it's it's fully immersive and anything, it doesn't have any options at the start of the game. It just starts uh, unless you go back into. So, so the first time you load, it just starts, and then so I load it up, and then it just started. And I was like, "Hang on a minute, I've got to, what about the poison in the water pumps?" And then um, yeah, that's PC gaming for you. So uh, yeah, I, I, I finally uh, uh, worked out what was going on. It, it's a known issue. Ubisoft support got back to me and said it's a known issue. Turns out it's been known since the game came out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be much going to be able to do it. So uh, yeah, it's a brilliant game when you've got internet connection. But it's, it's a sing- I, I don't understand the issue. So it's just starting so, the game again when you load. Um, so basically what happens when you're, current, when you're offline, when you play, that wonderful piece of uh, software management is offline. It does not have access to your save game folder. So it right. cannot read your save game folder. So okay. it starts again. I see. So you cannot continue. That sucks. That suck. I paid ten pound nineteen in Steam sale for that. Can't play it. Did on the you train. sign up for the UPlay stuff in Assassin's Creed? No, I didn't. I because kept that. Yeah, yeah, it bugs you twice to log in, doesn't it? All the time. Twice. Mm. Um, and I, I definitely didn't. And it, and it, and it tricks you as well because one of them is, uh, do you want to? Are you sure you don't want to? Are you sure you do not want to l- not load this up, cancel, or okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know which one's going to make me go into Uplay until everybody, yeah, so... I mean, an amazing game, uh, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> uh, Ubisoft uh, support email back and um, said, sorry for any inconvenience. Well, that, it, that inconvenience amounts to me not being able to play the game that I paid for, so, you know, 7 out of 10 for that information. That was a joke Simon did on Twitter earlier. You guys might not know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe you could uh, select my... You could curate my jokes, Anne, and retweet them. <laughs> I mean, I could, yeah. yeah okay. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> um. Hi. This is going to be a short one. I've been playing uh, Joe Danger Infinite. Infinite? Or is it Infinity? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that one. That one. So, it's really brilliant because it's like Joe Danger Touch. Right. It's really great. Uh, I reviewed that. Um, oh, yeah, what did you give it? Gave it 7 out of 10. Okay, yeah. I said I thought that it was really good. The games are really fun. Um... This on this one, it's sort of like slightly steeper learning curve. 
get through stuff quite quickly. It's just super. It's a super fun game, isn't it? But yeah, it's, it's was there some controversy about it? Was there? Is, did you pay for it? Or is it is, is it free? I paid for it. Did it? Did that launch and then go free very quickly? Not sure. No, okay. Did it? Apologies. Either way, there should be no controversy about Hello Games. No, no, no. I can. And everyone should buy all of their games because they are underwater. Exactly. That's why I bought it because I was like, gonna support them. I'll yeah. buy their game. I really like the last one. It's. It is fairly similar, but mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed the last one, so I've been really enjoying this one as well. Um, seven out of ten. John, uh, it's going to have to be Nidhog by Messhoff, which is. Did you know I was talking earlier about one of those games? I suspect this may be one of those games as well. <laughs> well, do you like it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's is like it, a fencing. Is it better simulator. or worse than, than Proteus? Um. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but it is actually a game. Yes! <laughs> right, maybe I will like it then. Okay. Um, it's two-player only. You have to stab people, basically. Um, it has a, has a single-player mode, doesn't it? You can train, is that right? It does, but it just doesn't feel quite as fun and satisfying as sort of getting one up on somebody else, which is also the worst thing about it, because I played it for about two hours last night against someone who just consistently beat me the entire time, which has sort of ruined it for me a little bit. But watching Simon and, and someone else play it the other night actually filled my soul with joy at how terrible they were, <laughs> at how much fun they were having. <laughs> and so, obviously, based on the, the, the letdown of being massively defeated and being terrible, but also how much fun it is, I'm probably going to score it 7 out of 10. I'm going to write that down for our, our book of scores. <laughs> Simon. I'm, I'm still playing Resogun. I love oh. it. <laughs> Me too. I love it. Uh, I get to explode stuff. In uh, in a really exciting world of, of circular nature and uh, yeah, voxel graphics just <laughs> exciting. Yeah, just the explosions are great and the sound. Do you save the humans? Uh, do you know what? Save when I started playing humans. it, I, I spent an hour trying to work out with friends how on earth to save the humans. Mm. And then I went online and I worked out how to do it. And I I, I, I do save them now. Yes, I, I feel don't. Good. You I, don't. You don't have to. You, d- you do. If you, want, if you want to get all the power ups, you should. Yeah, you can save some of them. Sure, save some of them. But like, if you lose one, don't cry about it. It's I fine. Cr- I cried you a lot. Human. Oh, oh well. There'll be another one along soon. True. True. I, I'm not sure what to score it though. Okay. Um, but I'll go. I'll, Did you not get the email where we tell you what you have to do? I mean, to be fair, you didn't like, actually. Know. We have. We have actually, I've scored it already on the. We have reviewed it. So, oh, yeah. what did you guys score? It? Can't tell you that, but you better be in line with us. I reckon it's probably about between a six and an eight. Probably. Okay. Yeah, it's similar to us. Similar to us. Yeah. Similar to us. I haven't been playing anything this week what? apart from their game, hey. which we reviewed last week. Um, but I do have a question for you about yes. games. What's that? You mentioned on Twitter mm. this week I didn't uh, say that. That, I your son, <laughs> that your son had been playing Skyrim yes, in yes, Minecraft. Yes, yes, yes. Can you tell me yes. about that? So Dexter loves uh, Minecraft and um, that's all he does. And I'm very happy for him to play it. But he'll play it on the Xbox 360, which has just become a Minecraft machine. Um, and if he's not doing that, he'll play it on the phone or the or Android, what have you. Um, but he did very well uh, in his school play, so we let we gave him some in-game currency, and um, he wanted so he wanted the Avengers, um, the Avengers skin pack, so he could be the Hulk, and then you can also buy a texture pack, and you can buy Skyrim in Minecraft, 
and it turns everything into mind into Skyrim. Like the music is Skyrim. The blocks become sort of grey and dusty with snow. We didn't see any blocky dragons. I mean, I don't know whether they're in it. I really hope that they are. But yeah, so it, it's it's the same game. You you, uh, you 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 mine and combine and dig and all of that sort of stuff. But it has different items in it and yeah, all the rest of it. And it was. It was are there quests? No. And so it's it's as, it's as freeforming as as uh, okay. Minecraft. But um, he he was it was amazing just watching him appreciate exactly the same game with but with different th- and he was you know he couldn't believe it he was you know he was uh, discovering new things and seeing you know seeing new scenes and stuff like that and yeah I mean you know he was still finding animals to put in places where animals should not be which is the thing <laughs> the he likes to do yeah, exactly but uh, yeah no it's amazing there, there, are, there are three or four other texture packs I'm not sure if they're available on any other formats but yeah check them out sounds brilliant I'll mm. give it 7 out of 10 chapter 47 Trevor When you're my age and you're offered an opportunity to star in a blockbuster game, you don't turn it down. So when the call came from Rockstar that they were interested in me for a part in the next Grand Theft Auto, I did what any sensible working actor would do when offered a guaranteed smash hit and told my agent to negotiate me a higher fee. This was to be my undoing. After two weeks of talks, it was agreed that I be paid a cool £1,000 per minute with my cut dependent on the length of time I appeared on screen in a game that could last for dozens of hours. I was to play the part of Trevor, an older Canadian gentleman who was the voice of reason in the gang. He was an experienced crook, with the ability to plan and execute a heist without anyone knowing it had happened. It was a subtle role, lots of eyebrow acting and silent pauses, and best of all, the part took advantage of my famed ability to play the romantic lead even in my advancing years. At least that's the script they sent me. But when I turned up on set, they got me into costume as some sort of backwater hick. Oh, didn't you get the script rewrites? The director, who can't have been more than 15, asked. We've changed Trevor a bit to appeal to the gaming demographic. Well, an actor's lot is to adapt. But back in my trailer, I reread the script and noticed that an awful lot of violent action scenes had been added. This wouldn't do. Brandishing the script, I went back to the director-slash-work-experience boy and reminded him that my contract stipulated that I didn't do any of my own stunts. No problem, he said. So, I ended up spending much of the shoot hanging around in costume waiting for my stunt double to do the dangerous stuff. And the net result? One scene in which the back of my head appears for 26 seconds, netting me a total of £433 for six months' work. And what's more insulting, my stunt double ended up getting all of the awards for his supposed acting. But the scene where you see the back of my head? Masterful. It was described by Eurogamer as worryingly misogynistic. You don't get that sort of praise in theatre. Super Roger World there. Uh, We're One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games. And we're nearly at the end of the show. And it's kind of our last show for two weeks in a sense it is isn't it because uh, next week we are like all the shows on Resonance next week we are going to take part in the fundraiser we uh, do something special in the show that is our own hour long show and then we're going to take part in a bit of a Monday night telethon where we're going to be so mashing up our show with some other shows on the Monday do we have to get dressed up and should you wear like suits and I'll wear like a cocktail dress and it, you should um, wear a cocktail dress definitely wear a cocktail dress and it'll be like uh, the TV fundraisers mm, where all the celebrities yes. are sitting there and waiting that'll for your work, call that'll work well on radio won't it it'll mm. work really well mm. you can tell when I'm wearing a cocktail dress we're not dress. exactly sure what we're going to do in the hour long uh, One Life Left 
appeal for your cash next week. But you can rest Sorry, assured. I've got a text about yeah. Proteus. It'll, <laughs> it'll be excellent. What did the text say? Just saying he's going to send me a copy on Vita tomorrow. Jason is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to be nice about it. Sorry, go on. We are nice about it. The yeah, show's the show's opinion is we like it, yeah. Proteus. Your your opinion. Yeah. Uh, so sorry. Yeah. Next week we're going to be doing the fundraiser. Uh, that be it's going to be a good show. Different type of show. And we're also going to announce how we, One Life Left, are going to raise money uh, ourselves for for uh, for the station. Mm. The station exists off a mixture of grant and do- donations. It's hugely important that we uh, that we do our bit. So if you listen to the show and if we entertain you in any small way, I'd uh, be really grateful for your support next week and. On a date in April, mm. which will so be revealing next of week. April yeah, currently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been a good show, I think. Yes, I've enjoyed it. John and Simon, thank you so much for coming yeah, thank on. You. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having thank us. Thank you. How, how have you found it? It's been a delight. It's, and also, also, it's the first time you've listened to the show, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> it's weird being here at the exactly. same time. Yeah. Surely that means Anne doesn't tweet about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we it all the time. That's right. Uh, so we can find Ollie Ollie on PSN now. Yes. Go and buy it. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks very Thanks much. You. Um, yeah, we've been one life left. We have. We're finishing <laughs> the show ten seconds early. Are we? Was it ten seconds? I thought it was less than that. Uh, we should really finish when that hand ticks around to about four. It's in three okay. seconds. Okay, okay. thank you very much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.